And we're back. You're on here. It's the deal with your host, John Forbes. This is Canada's one and only drag racing podcast, where you guys can get the inside scoops on everything drag racing this side of the border. Quick shout out to our sponsors, because hey, without these guys, we couldn't put on any of these badass races we put on. Shout out to ProTech Racing, Lentech Automatics, Performance Unlimited, RM Racing Lubricants, Scott's Performance Diesel, MC Tire and Auto, Warlock Transmissions, MGR Performance, and Lugnuts Truck and Trailer Center in Sarnia, Ontario. Alright guys, it's Tuesday, December 8th, and we got a good podcast for you guys. We got Rich coming on from RM Racing Lubricants, and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Rich is a great dude, he's got great product. He was even the big end guy at one of our races there at Grand Bend. Super cool dude. Make sure to check out RM Racing Lubricants on Facebook. And get ready because we got a hell of a year of no prep coming for you guys. little bit of money talks for you guys and all right let's get right into this podcast with rich hey how's it going rich oh not bad john how's things tonight uh, not too bad. Busy, busy with Christmas coming, but um, I guess that's good. How's the uh, wife doing with the little one? On the oh way? God, she she's getting big. I'm waiting for her to pop any day. So I'm sure she wants the same thing too. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit nerve wracking right now with the COVID and the hospital and stuff like that. I know they're on lockdown pretty good, but um, I'm looking forward to getting through it and getting back home with the baby and uh, kind of getting through the winter and back to race season. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you there. I hear you there. All right. So first thing, I want to thank you for doing the show. It always means the world to me when guys like you sit down and uh, we can shoot the shit. We can uh. You can give me advice, all kinds of stuff, man. I always appreciate talking to you, and it's always fun. Anytime, John. Anytime. All right. So, first of all, for the listeners who don't know who Rich is, Rich is Rich runs RM Racing Lubricants, all kinds of Maxima Oil, great products. Personally, I love the SC ones. One of my favorite products that you guys have. Um, so, so, I want to jump right into this. Um, for the people listening and everything like that that come on the podcast, I'm just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about you, especially um, how did you get involved in the oil and drag racing business? Well, I've been in the oil deal now for probably, oh, geez, probably close to 10 years. I started off uh, with an ex-partner of mine. We were looking at uh, trying to expand things when uh, we had originally started off uh, restoring cars. And, oh, wow. And then the, the market for that kind of went away in the recession and we were looking for something else. And I came across an ad for champion oil, uh, in the States. And I thought, I wonder just who does their stuff in Canada. Mm-hmm. 
So I placed a call and I was actually ended up talking to the vice president of the company at the time. And uh, he said, oh, we don't do anything in Canada. I said, why? He says, well, we don't want to cross the border. I said, oh, you don't want to cross the border. Well, then you need to talk to us. Absolutely. So that's kind of how we initially got started in in the oil business. We were kind of looking really at that time. We weren't looking at racing oil. We were looking at uh, oil for... Um, classic cars okay. so we're looking for stuff with with a high zinc uh high with a high zinc uh number for what we wanted to do for flat tappic uh, cams and that that's quite a few years ago mm-hmm. and it's just kind of mushroomed that we got into then uh sponsoring cars at uh, Merrittville. we've done uh stuff at um uh, ransomville uh We've done car. We've done uh, cars uh, at, on asphalt. We've done cars on dirt track. And then a couple of years ago, well, about four years ago now, uh, decided to split from my partner. And I won't go into that. That's still kind of messy. But mm-hmm. uh, so then I started my own company. And RM Racing Lubricants is uh, out of Welland, Ontario. Uh, but we also have uh, a U.S. corporation of the same name. So we also look, uh, also look after um, New York State from, well, let's put it this way. We, we, we were looking after New York State until the virus hit, but we were looking after uh, New York from uh, Niagara Falls down to Syracuse. Oh, okay. We had, people, we had people like uh, Pat Morrison and we had Kevin Enders uh, that were using our Maxima racing oils. Uh, for for the cars down there they were that's all that pat and uh, kevin were putting in there in, in their new motors was uh maxima break-in oil okay okay and it's just kind of blossomed from there and then uh i have a a good friend of mine uh, dave small out of port colburn who i sponsor his team and one day he said to me there's a guy you need to talk to well that guy uh is Ian Hill. So Dave and I went over and I t- sat down and talked to Ian and within about, oh, I'd say within about three quarters of an hour, I ended up, I was sponsoring uh, Ian's personal car. And then we were talking about uh, working in on the drag racing series that he does, Canada Heads Up, as well as SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how things have kind of blossomed. Uh, this past year, I've done even with the the COVID, I did all his uh, racing uh, series. Did your uh, course too, John? Uh, did the Ontario uh, Street Outlaws uh, sponsored uh, cars that were running at Merrittville and dirt track at uh, Humberstone as well. And uh, then I got also got into sponsoring some of the uh, mod lights in Quebec. I have a model light team here at Merrittville, so it was just kind of a natural progression to move into Quebec. Uh, the Lightning Sprints, we did some stuff in Quebec uh, on sponsoring as well. And I also have uh, George at MGR Performance in Quebec. Oh, great guy. Great guy. Yeah, he does George's amazing work. He's a fantastic work. guy. Yep, he's, he's one of my dealers now. So we've kind of made a foothold into uh, start in Quebec. And we hope to build on that uh, this coming year. And we're also taking a look at um, the Maritimes, because it's racing out that way. 
Um, maybe we'll start taking a look in the West, but uh, uh, just take one thing at a time here. And a lot depends on what this COVID virus ends up doing. If we all are able to get uh, inoculated uh, pretty well before the uh, most of the summer uh, runs by, then, uh, you know, racing may get kind of back to normal. If not, well, I just kind of have to play it by ear. Uh, I mean, I think everybody on the drag racing end of things had a fairly decent year, even though we kind of got off to a slow start. I, I think we are all pleasantly surprised, to be honest. Um, I was very weary in what was going to happen with the season. I was scared that we were going to lose a lot. And it was nice to see that the tracks would work with us and, and we could uh, wear masks and try to social distance as best as we can. And we still got off some awesome races. Ian Hill had amazing races. Um, Paul, all those other promoters and stuff. We, we still had a lot of good racing in Canada, even though COVID has been horrible. I mean, if you take a look at what uh, Ian did, Ian Hill did this year at St. Thomas. I mean, the the pit was just packed uh, for his Canada heads up, and there were just, I mean, there wasn't uh, very much walking space even uh, at uh, at uh, Spectrum. There's just so yeah, many yeah, people. No. I mean, guys out of Quebec were coming down for that. So, I mean, I think drag racing in Ontario is uh, very much alive, even with the problems that we have with uh, COVID. So, and, and it's so unfortunate with all these new series popping up. Uh, Ian Hill's putting on some of the best product that you'll ever go to, um, especially the Canada had something stuff. It, um, everything runs so smoothly, such good car counts, really good competition. And, um, it sucks that they kind of threw a fork into our plan with the COVID, but like you said, I think we're all just trying to do our best to keep the ball rolling. And um, now I see they have the vaccine and stuff coming. I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but like you said, I'm really hoping next year, at least by the summertime when it's time to race, I hope things kind of get somewhat back to normal. Well, I don't think it'll ever be normal again. I think uh, things have changed quite a bit. I mean, I mean, I think I think if we can get even ninety percent close to normal, that I think that'll make most people happy, and we can get kind of get on with our lives again. So, so. For sure, anyway. and going and going back to some of the stuff that we just talked about too, I want to point out to racers too. When you talk about sponsors that are actually involved in drag racing, it's um, you can't ask for a better person than Rich here. Like Rich, like you said, he has a hand involved. I'll All right, do we got you back there, Rich? Yeah, I'm not going to touch my phone, and I'm going <laughs> to... All right. I don't yeah, know not... what happened, but anyways, I just lost you all of a sudden. All right, perfect. So what, what I was saying is um, when you talk about dedicated sponsors and um, sponsors who are always out there helping and stuff like that, you can't ask for a better guy than Rich and RM Racing Lubricants. Like Rich was saying, he's got a hand in everything when it comes from um, dirt track racing to drag racing to no prep and all kinds of stuff. Um, for some of you guys listening, you, you might even know Rich was out at our event. He stayed way down at the end to be the big end guy, so we could tell who won a lot of races. And um, it's always awesome to see guys like you actually come out to our races, set up a vendor, shake some hands, um, a- actually talk to the racers and stuff like that. Because um, I know we get a lot of sponsors and stuff, some from further away and stuff like that, and, and they can't make it out to talk to everybody. And it's it's always nice to see you out there at the track and um, always ready to talk to anybody if they have any questions about your products or oil or what they should switch to. And um, that, I just really appreciate that. 
Well, it's very kind of you to say that, John. Uh, way I look at it is, if uh, you know you're going to be dealing with the guys in any series, whether it's dirt or it's drag racing, you have to be out and around and talking to guys. And it's not always about selling your next case of oil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know educating people, and it's also getting just to get to know the guys. Otherwise, you're just a nobody that's trying to sell some oil. But if you're in the pits, you talk to guys. And guys get to know you as a person. Um, it's a lot easier doing business. It's also a lot. Uh, it's also a great way to make a lot more friends. And to me, that's the one thing about racing. It's not so much the business as it is the friends that I make. Yeah, I, I like to have a, a successful business, but at the end of end of my life, I like to look back and say I have a hell of a lot of friends. And Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to, yeah, I only got a couple of guys. I like to know I got guys that, uh, you know, I walk through the pits. I have guys call me over and have a chat with me. uh, Just, uh, you know, just matter what we're doing. Or I'll have guys say, oh, I saw you on Facebook. And and then all of a sudden you're talking to people. It's like they they already know you because they've been reading all your posts. Um, Absolutely. And the car community is so cool like that. It's It's been one of the only communities that I've been a part of where, um, like you said, somebody could see something online and call you over and it's and it's already like they know you or, or they're your best friend already. It's um pretty crazy. And that's a big reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast today, too, because I know a lot of racers. Um, we order parts online. We never talk to who we're, who we're really getting the product from sometimes if you're just ordering from Summit or whatever. So it's yeah. it, it's nice to be able to see who's behind the oil. So, so, you know, you're not ordering just from some asshole in a warehouse that doesn't give a shit about drag racing. It's it's nice to know you deeply care about drag racing. Well, uh, the one thing I always tell guys is I'm not going to sell you something that is not right for your car. And that's why it's also it's also good to get to know the guys, get to know what you know. If you're running, if you're running Super Street, you're not, you want to run something that's slightly different than what the guys running in Sportsman. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're at the dirt track, the mini stock guys they don't care what they run. But if you're running into a 358 or a, a Sportsman or the mini stocks, there's specific grades that you want to make sure these guys run. And whether it's a semi synthetic or it's a full synthetic depending on how many laps these guys usually do. And it's all about customer service. I I try to make sure that if somebody orders a case of oil, that he gets it relatively soon. Um, And I want to make sure that he gets the right oil too, because if if I'm not 100% sure about his application, I have guys at Maxima that I can call, like Gene Jones, who's just a good friend of mine now, um, knows the oil and, and racing no matter what uh, series it is inside note. And I just called Gene. I said, this guy's running this engine. He's running this, uh, this application. I think I'm going to give him this. Is that correct or not? And Gene will say yes. Or you can also go with this. I like making sure that what I I tell the guys is hundred percent, uh, the best information I can give them. I don't guess at what, um, I should be selling them. I want to make sure they get the correct stuff. Everybody's got way too much money in their motors. doesn't matter whether you're running dirt or drags. I mean, you, the investment is just something else. I mean, I, I, I know exactly that because I'm starting to build a car myself. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to give somebody something that's not going to be exactly what he needs 
to give him the right protection or the right viscosity. If he should be running a 50, you shouldn't be trying to sell him a 30. No, no, absolutely not. Makes sense to me. And the, uh, the one thing I want to point out before I forget, uh, this year we're um, going to start off with the junior dragsters as well. We're going to do some sponsorship with uh, Ian on the junior dragster guys. And uh, we're also working with uh, uh, Jay Gallant and uh, his son, uh, Cole, on uh, their junior drags. They're going to be sponsoring some of that. So we're also getting in on the, the kids that are getting, in, getting started on drag racing because they are our future. And For sure. You want to make sure that, uh, you know, they're, they're getting the best stuff that they can get in their motors too and just try to do a little education on that. But you watch some of those kids. I mean, there's like Ian's got like 30 kids. Uh, I shouldn't say kids, 30 young adults coming out and running, uh, you know, junior dragsters. And these kids are as dedicated as anybody else, whether you're you know, running a full drag or not. These kids are right into these cars and they know everything inside and out. So it's something that we're mo- move, trying to move into this year. So Absolutely. The, they're the future of racing. Um, super important to get behind those guys. Yes. Yep. And it's the same. We also do stuff with carts. Um, I have uh, Chris Wrong at uh, RCM Enterprises in Hamilton. He, he's my dealer for carting oil, uh, and there's a lot of carts uh, in uh, in the in Brockville. You got guys down in Brighton. You have uh, uh, Merrittville has a very successful program on carts. So uh, I, we're also in on on trying to get some things working on the cart end of things as well. So it's all it's all about in trying to cover as many bases as you can and helping out the sponsorships or, or deals or whatever else you can um, on the development end as, as much as the guys like the Nick Agostinos who are on the top end of racing in, in Canada. So um, just try to – sometimes I think I'm, I got a little too much on the go, but then I look at uh, how much enjoyment I get going out to the track, going out to the go-karts watching the junior dragster guys and uh, it's all worthwhile the extra uh, miles that i have to drive and the time that i spend away from home for sure, for sure. and um yeah. i i know we've I, talked I know before. before you don't get into so much of the uh dirt bike and motorcycle oil right but you have access to it if anybody needed it well the way maxima is maxima has basically two sides of the company maxima started in bikes yeah um they are you know, the, their bike oils are, are in the top five bike oils in the world. Absolutely. But, That's all that I run in my KTM, too. I only run Maxima yeah. oils. But um, so they have, as I said, they have two sides. You have the bike side and you have the performance auto. I'm the mass distributor in Canada for all of Canada right now for performance auto. They don't like the bike guys to sell the, the, the car stuff and the car guys and stuff. stuff. Now, okay. the only thing that the only thing that I have is I got a uh, a special, uh, permission from Maxima because uh, with the Mod Light group, they run uh, motorcycle motors in in their cars. Okay. So yeah. uh, I sell them Pro Plus uh, racing oil, uh, which is built for bike motors, and that's the that's the line that I am allowed to sell. Um, basically, it came down to I said we have. We have these guys, mod light guys, their cars, they got motorcycle engines in it. They said, well, I'll tell you what, 
you can sell uh, proplast to them. Uh, you can sell it to, to the guys on the risk. We have uh, guys that are running are running at uh, TMP, running at uh, uh, Canada Heads Up, that I sponsor, I sell oil to, and uh, yeah, but it's all a Pro Plus uh, line of uh, of racing oil for bikes. If you get into anything for a street bike or that, there are people, uh, other companies in Toronto and across Canada that just handle the bikes. So I, I try to stay out of that because that's not my territory. Nope, that totally that makes totally sense. Makes I sense. just I wanted just to throw that out there because I'm a big power sports guy, and I, I love Maximus. All, all that we run in our dirt bikes and quads. So, All right, and then on top of that, like you guys sell the oil, you guys sell all of that good product. Now, you guys also have a panel business, right? Well, what I'm well, what I'm starting out right now now is seeing uh, seeing uh, uh, panels, and uh, and uh, so it's it's a new uh, we're into we're into um, steel stuff. Steel stuff. I haven't got glass yet. But I have taken a look, taken a look at glass supply glass suppliers. Now, now you're breaking just, up a little bit there, Rich. Can you hear me better now? There you, there you go. I was hearing you twice for a minute there, so this sounds better. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's all seal panel. Not into, fiber, not into fiberglass just yet. I have four fiber, four fiberglass. Um, right now, just looking at, at uh, handling steel panels for Camaros, Musks, Corvettes. Trying to smut, uh, smut some of the other, uh, like Novas and Novas in, in that as well. Uh, yep. Yep. And and I currently have have one good one there, but I'm looking, but I'm looking to get two or three, so I kind of have a better selection, and and uh, I can I can sort a little easier too here too. So, but that's what we're that's what we're working now now. Uh, and again, it's all kind of racing oriented. I'm not I'm not uh, not looking into uh, to uh, for, uh, panels for cattle for Cadillacs or something like that. No. no, absolutely. That makes sense to me. So, so a, a little bit more diving into your past a little bit here. Where did you grow up? Like, was the car scene really good? Did you grow up in well in there? And um, what made you start the path of liking these old hot rods? Well, so you lived so you, and grew up in grew up in St. Catharines. Uh, uh, okay, there, was there quite a few years? First car was car girl, seventy two Camaro. Which I actually still have. I have almost totally rebuilt the body on it, and now we're starting. Now we're starting to get into uh, uh, converting it. Converting it. It was going to be a street car. A street car be a drag. Going to be a drag car. So, so I'm starting to hear you break up a, l- a little bit again. I don't know if you moved there or I haven't moved. Moved. That better. That better. I'm hearing you twice. I'm not sure what's going on there. This. This. Can you hear now? Hear now. Okay, I can hear you. All right, quite so quite so close to my phone. Maybe the problem is this. Okay. So, um, I I'm really starting to get in uh, uh, this uh, this uh, as a drag car. Ian, Ian Hills giving Hills giving me a good shot at it. Uh, I've got I've got lots of friends friends that have offered me assistance uh, in information and everything. I'm pretty good at building things and things. Just, just, I need to, uh, uh, a little more on the, on, um, some of the information, information for specs to make sure to build it correctly for the classes that I'm looking at, looking at. 
and uh, I'm hoping to get out and uh, start, to start doing a little doing a little bit of race uh, later this season. This season, this coming season, coming season. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Go go with uh, the virus and whatever. But I'd like to get some seat time and on. Not not looking out to uh, a championship and something like that. Just like that to have some fun. Have some fun and to you know race, you know, race against that are uh, are uh, buying my products. So. All right, I, I think I got you there. I'm hearing you twice again here. I think you and Ian share that uh, Flintstones reception out there in Welland. I don't know what it is, it is but I hear you fine. Uh, um, I, I can still hear you. It's been coming through a little bit double, but it, it goes on and off. So, um, all right. So, so, so the next question that I had here, the story on your car. Obviously, we've been seeing you build the car. MGR built you the motor. So, what's the story on the car? Obviously, you got into it a little bit there. You're looking out. You want to have some fun, get some seat time. You're not looking for a championship. But what what are you thinking about, and what's the story on the car? Well, initially, I could racer, get racer. Um, I need to get some seat time. But uh, ideally, I'd like to get a two, like a 275 uh, series that Ian runs. Um some heads up with up with you guys. We'll have to see what it's like. Um, yeah, I've got so it's a six liter, uh, uh, on gas. Uh, uh, you go you go boosted. It would be a thousand. We're looking we're looking at the carburetor car right now. Now on the back on the back end, we can put in a nine put in a nine with ladder bars or bars. Uh, I'm gonna go and get to get to probably I think probably I think I'm thinking of going to uh, to Fred Smith. To get uh, the roll cage put in, uh, and I got a couple of, uh, that are be working on working on the uh, body on it. So, so um, once I get that back, I'll be able at the end of fifth, the end of fifth, and get in the get in the mechanical. And uh, Ian's been uh, guiding me as to what I need and what I don't need, and what's a good and who's got this and who's this and who's got the um, the body the body stuff. But I just getting in the mechanics to who. Who has the best uh, racing parts and parts and compatible compatible with what I'm more, more than anything? For sure, Ian's definitely the man to ask. He's got a hand in everything, and he's been around this stuff a long time. So, um, so next question here about the car. Now, now, is this the first car that you've dedicated as a drag car? We're not talking about street rods here, but th- this thing's um, pretty well going to be a drag car, right? Yeah, it's it's not going to be street just. Totally, just always just uh, right for drag strip. That's all it is. Yeah, it'll be built uh, built as such. I have a second of a second body. It's going to be a seventy S three that I'm building. Um, actually, just started working on uh, a couple couple things going on the go here. When I get uh, my seventy two going in for doing the body, I can start working on this. But the other day. Um, I sandblasted uh, this one. I got to get that in. I got to get that powder coated or coated and get stuff moving, stuff moving on that. Be a strip, be a drag car too. Too, uh, we'll put a back half, back half on it and uh, rebuild, uh, rebuild all the panels. And uh, it's just another part of my business that I develop, develop. Perfect. So, so obviously you've been around the scene a while. Um, this is a question that I asked, wanted to ask you. What do you think about Canadian drag racing right now? Obviously, I'm a younger guy, but it seems like I've seen a little bit of the decline. The tracks weren't so packed all the time, and now you're going out and seeing the tracks packed all the time. People can't get enough of drag racing. It's been a funny year because because everybody's been kind of trapped inside of the border, side of the border. But a lot of a lot of guys out there who have fantastic cars. 
And uh, if you look at what's going on, going right now, so now some of the guys that had great cars uh, in the last in the last season are going to have even better cars. I mean, they start they start they strip the they strip the car starting to, re, starting to rebuild it right from almost from scratch. And uh, I think the comp level is getting is getting to be a lot a lot uh, a lot higher. A lot of guys a lot of guys that are really uh, dedicated to. And and I think the best thing we can do is encourage is encourage any uh, young kids young kids that are trying to get in, uh, uh you know try to help them out the best we can and see if we can't keep building it. I think uh, it's it's what I've seen what I've seen this past year. Uh, drag racing in Canada is fairly, and uh, I mean we still have is it, even is it, even in the states that want to race some of the race some of the series up here once it's opened up. That tells you right tells you right there too that uh, you know the guys in the states are seeing what the competition's like up here. We're not yeah, the poor uh, the can be down can be down because we 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 got some guys up here who got class one car and and uh, you know you you see a lot see a lot of stuff on the well, the guys are guys are running you know uh, you know street out deal deal, but there's cars up here that too just. Uh, uh, um, using really somehow dead how some of these guys are these guys are to the car and, uh, and uh, it just just speaks volumes as to the, of the industry absolutely and going back to that like i i get messages all the time from racers in the states that are looking forward to coming up here to doing some of the no prep stuff um obviously i know there's a lot of a lot of racers that love coming over for ian hill stuff he's got a great product if you're looking to go out um, for some good track prep and go to an awesome race. He does the best stuff around. But so, going back, But going back to the whole COVID and everything, I think maybe it wasn't all horrible because I think what it did is it also forced Canadian racers to stay and race in Canada. I know a lot of people who love to travel down to Florida or they travel around the States racing, like um, Mike in the Trackhawks, an example. He always goes down to Florida um, throughout the season and stuff. And a lot of those guys were forced to stay in Canada and race our series. And I, I think it was really good. Yeah. And uh, the fact that, that we didn't, we didn't even think one point in time we were going to get, we were going to get any, at any tracks in tracks. And then, and then all you had a glimpse for a hope for a hope. I think then everybody kind of, everybody kind of said, Hey, I don't know how much longer we're going to be ever in a vehicle race. We better get out and start racing because at any time, any time, now, fortunately, we went we went pretty well seasons seasons on everything. Um, um, I mean, there's I mean, there, there, there's guys there's guys that uh, I know are Jingyi Jingyi coming up coming up uh, and race uh, and race year if the border opens. That's a, poss- that's a possibility. We may see it all later on in the season, depending on how this vaccine vaccine deal goes. But uh, you know, I think it's also us us to as Canadian look at. Our local tracks, and uh, say, well, let's get out there and let's do some racing, even with just a matter of shaking the car down, because we don't know how long the tracks are going to be open. I mean, we still don't know the uh, the spike in the, in the, in cases that we've got now. Are we going to be able to open uh, in May? Uh, we'll have to wait and see how that all shakes out. But uh, um, I'm I'm hopeful that we will have a successful year year next to in 2021 21 as we had in 2020 i think i think it'd be a, a great year in, even with the virus issues if we can get spectators in some of these some of the, some of these series going to be fantastic because because
lot of people that are interested in uh, in drag racing. I think we can pack stands some of the places. So, so um, but fingers crossed, fingers crossed, and the uh, the uh, to to the positive, we won't uh, have as many issues with COVID. We think we might think we might have, and we'll get racing again. You talk to the engine builders; they're they're busy. They're busy. Some of the some of the performance never slowed never slowed down. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that's assessment too, assessment too to how strong the 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 industry is. You talk to uh, like like uh, Jay Meisner; they never slowed down. Down, you know, he said he had to almost he had to almost close his doors. He had so much stuff to do. Stuff to do. Guys are guys are got backed up for up for months uh, on on some. You talk to your performance shops. Shops, uh, I mean, uh, that's unheard of when you. To guys, well, I don't know if I'm going. To, if I'm going to, you know, be working, depending on what this lockdown deal is, but they seem to be working on the cars. They seem to be able to uh, uh, function, put a, a good quality uh, uh, car on the street. Um, you take you take a look at from one end of the spec other, and can can anybody anybody can say that uh, drag racing is the outs the outs because. There's just so interest. There's interest. There's so much are are, are working on their cars. Last year's good cars, good car better. And then you got you know pe- you know people like myself that say, hey, let's go have some fun. Let's this looks like fun running down. The, let's get a let's get a car together. We can do what we can do. So and I know I'm and I know I'm probably one in one world that's doing that's doing that. A fact that if you watch what you watch products that's that's uh, going down the track. Must TMP MP. Man, man, and there's some great cars out there, out there, and uh, it's fun to watch. Fun to watch them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, going forward with that, what were some of your favorite races that you went to this year in Canada, and that you're looking forward to get back to next year? Well, definitely stuff, stuff. Um, but I also attended most uh, um, I thought I thought they were all put on. The uh, uh, Kind of fun to see, kind of go heads, go heads up. Uh, no time, uh, no, uh, no, and and uh, just got to uh, almost almost street racing type deal, but under uh, proper uh, conditions. Um, I'd I'd like absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I think some of our hopes too is to uh, you, you see some of these um, some kids young kids on the street doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. So I'm hoping that it's um. Something that at least is going to draw out those guys, get people off the street like that that should be on there, and uh, come on out. You can do it legal and safe, and um, it's a pretty cool atmosphere, like you said. It's a little bit different, kind of street style, arm drop, and um, it seems like people are loving it, man. So I think most of us are just excited to, like you said, kind of get back to if we could get back to normalish like last season or get back to ninety percent. I think we're all just happy as long as we can get out and do some racing next year. I think uh, take a look take a look at uh, some of the Saturday and see in Sunday races at at T. Um, yeah, you hear these guys out there. So you also had also had the Saturday and Sunday racers to just uh, just having some fun, shaking, th- doing some doing some sportsman race. Uh, um, I mean, there's a lot out there out there. And then you take a look at what's going on to bring to bring another aspect in. What's got drag bike? Drag bike guys. Those race guys are very serious on their bikes. Um, uh, you know, I'm 
I'm friends now with, with several of the guys, and some of the guys are, are uh, you know, are starting to move in and using Pro Plus and that. So you get to know them a little bit. You're, you're out at the TNP, at TNP or at, at Canada Heads Up with Ian stuff. And these guys, these guys are serious on their bikes. And, uh, you know, uh, it's not just a little guy there with a little, with a little Honda. These are, these are just serious racing bikes. And that's, that's something, uh, quite a, uh, a following is following as well. A lot of people, a lot of people, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that are getting, so, so I think drag racing aspects, uh, uh, it's a watch, watch. It's fun to see how things are, things are, are going from, we didn't know we were going to know we were going to race to, geez, look at all, all, you know, the places, the places, the uh, places are packed. You look at what uh, Ian had, there's, have to find to find um and and mm-hmm. you would have thought well thought, well we're gonna stay home stay home everybody's everybody's out trying to get as time as they can and and uh it's like do we do we hop it's no hop it's no weather's nice weather's nice well let's do you know can we get another couple of races in even if it's a saturday you know tunes or tunes or i don't know yeah. um uh, yeah Absolutely. It seems like racers can't get enough. I know as the season was closing, everybody was scrambling. They wanted to do track rentals. They didn't want the tracks to close. And um, I even seen within our no prep series, I think you came out to our big big baller no prep. And we had a pretty good draw there. I think we had 36 cars. But after that event, every event got bigger and bigger. The event after was like 42 cars, not including bikes. The next event was almost 50 cars with... 12 bikes and like you said too that this is no spectators like we will pack it out say 45 racers three crew members per racer if we had spectators as well it would be giant i'm i'm really looking forward to this year uh if we uh, if we spectators spectators i think it's just gonna i I don't care what series it is it is uh yours paul uh, ian's i mean you get you get spect and you're gonna and you're gonna be able to uh, I think a lot of these stands these stands are gonna be packed and and it's it's you take a look at, at who's coming out um um on the you get the you get the, we can have a hundred spectators spectators you take a look there's a lot there's a lot of these out there that are looking at looking at this and how long before they would go from being to being a participant for sure or for sure if they can't be a participant Maybe they get in on a pit crew, you know. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I look at a lot of guys, and you know, how many guys? That's well, geez, they got six or got six or seven guys in there trying to help them on the cars. Well, that seven guys, seven guys are interested, interested in racing. They, you know, they have a car, mm-hmm. but they're working on working on so and so's car. They're doing this, you're doing that, and it's not, it's not, it's not line top of the line uh, series. It's, it's all, it's right from. The bottom, the bottom, all the way up. You got guys that are, are interested, and I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say, just you got, you got. There's a lot of gals as well, and it's good to see, good to see that you guys and gals getting involved, getting involved. Amazing, how amazing, how good some of the women's sport too. Um, for sure, you know, for some sure, of them put a lot of the guys to shame. They they know what the hell they're doing, but I, but I think everybody, everybody is interested in it. I think it's very. Uh, very uh, positive. I think that's the best thing. In, in a in a year that was crap and there was so much negative around, you go out on a boat on a Saturday or a Sunday, TMP St. Thomas Grand, and it's like like 
Cisco has some fun. Has some fun. All all pause pause and hey and hey, it's not a problem. Well, how can we help? How can we help you? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not just mm-hmm. uh, he blew up or he's got a problem with uh, brakes or whatever else. It's like, hey, I got this. Can I help you? And I see that I I, I saw that dirt and and, and you, you get the same amount of stuff on on the drag end of. And it's because people say people say, oh, you know, they're all they're all they're all rough and tough and whatever else. Hell, you look out. How many families go out on a weekend? You know, you got got, uh, husband, husband, wife, and girlfriends, uh, kids, dogs, cats, cats. It's 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 a it's a family (laughs) of it's and it's and and that. Also makes it a lot more because you meet because you meet great people, great people um, um, that way, and everybody seems to have a good time, a good time, and you make friends at the track, and the next thing you know, you know your your friends off the track, so to speak, and it's it's just so much positivity on on racing these days, whether it's asphalt, drag, whatever, and uh, I think I think a lot, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people. Uh, out of the of the racing uh, world, they ever saw ever saw what was going on going on in racing. They say, "Well, geez, that's it's a family sport." Uh, um, how many how many know that they're, that they're having racing on racing on the week, or how many how many uh, guys know know? Hey, I'm going to be on Saturday. On Saturday, I'm going to be at the track, uh, um, and, and mm-hmm. they're bringing their friends and. and Oh, I, I just, I just, I just, I can just say, you know, you know, this is, this is, this is a great place to be in a, in a time when it would get a, get a kind of, it was a breath, it was fresh air, fresh air, but he was there having fun and talked to everybody and laughing and we're having some good time, good time. Yeah, we had distance to distance. Yeah, we had to wear masks. You had to be careful from the, vi- from the virus end of things, but we still had a hell of a good time this summer. Absolutely, absolutely. Some of the best, absolutely. Some of the best people I've ever met are from the track, so. It's easy. It's easy to start a conversation. You start walk over to somebody's car. Somebody's car talking to a talking to a car. And you're talking to talking to them for half an hour. 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 And it's, and it's funny how that translates anywhere. To I could be at a gas station and some guy roll up with a Camaro, and all of a sudden, um, he's got the hood popped for me, and we're looking over everything, and it's just um, like you said, some people might think these car guys are rough and tumble type of guys, but. A lot of the times, the car community, it's awesome. Because like I said, like you see somebody's car, you can go over, talk to them. Everybody's always happy really, to talk really about their car. And really, really good people that would give you the shirt off their back. I, I'd so. love to talk to somebody about his car. His car. And the conversation for the first, for the first, you know, half an hour or so is all about. And then I'll start, and then I'll start maybe I'll mention that. I, I, or, I'll, or I'll ask him, you know, why are you? Are you? And then I, can have a, I can have a little conversation on the oil end of things. But uh, very interesting, very interesting talking to guys about and, and some of these guys are so, guys are so you know and, you know and I've never had any say go away. I don't want you. It's like oh you interested in my interested in my car? But I've done to it. I've done to it. And then you know I can tell them what I'm kind of thinking about doing yeah. my and and you know, this and that and everything else. And the next thing you know. Walking through, walking through the pits, I'm just a, a, a nobody. Hey, it's rich, it's rich, rich. Here's rich. Let's talk to rich. Or rich is coming over, and it's not like oh crap, oh crap, Matthew's like, yep. like because he's going to try to sell us oil. Oh, rich is going to talk to him. We'll talk to him about what we're doing to the car today. Um, 
I've been friends as friends this past year, and I'm looking f- so much forward to next year to make all that make all ours. So, so we'll see how we'll see how things go. Sure, for sure. Now, a question that I like to ask most of our guests coming on this podcast, especially um. I don't want to say the older generation here because that sounds a little bit rude, but I feel like me growing up, um, we had modern cars. They're all kind of pieces of crap. So, what was your first car that you? Well, like ever I said, got? like I said, my first car was my '72 uh, Camaro. But I've had I've oh, had Vegas, wow. uh, wow. I've, I've had trucks, um, I've had numerous trucks. Uh, so and and I've had guys say, "Oh, oh." oh. You drive, yeah. So I'm driving a, I'm driving a Ford, driving a Ram, driving a Ram now. Yeah, I'm driving a Ram. Uh, um, so have Chevs, have Chevs, so GMCs, uh, drone, drone. We've had family, we've had, we've had uh, Fords, we've had Chevs, cars, car. Uh, uh, we've had Chrysler vans. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I really don't care what the make. It's a vehicle. It's a. It's a. You can have fun in it. You, fun in it. you, you can. You can build it out. Uh, do whatever you do whatever you want you know you know i've got a cylinder ram ram 2019 it'll do 150 150 on the high and burp and burp and and we're getting into it doesn't matter what the motors are these things for speed speed um you can have you can have some fun i mean fun. Oh, absolutely I mean, you go on, you go on the highway you put your foot down and thing back into the seat into the seat i never had that back in uh in my uh 95 but i but I did got into a ninety-five Chevy, five Chevy, or uh, uh, twenty or twenty twenty twenty-one uh, Chevy. It's in the seat, too, the seat too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah I, definitely. So so, so so back to the Camaro here. So so you're like seventeen, eighteen years old, driving around that car. That was the first car that you. That was really the first drove car around. I drove around. The first body work, body work on. When I tried, I tried uh, do uh, do any motor work. Um. Trying to get a better performance to, to, to timing, timing, oh, a lot of things, a lot of things on it. So you learn, and there was a group. There was a group of us that that's all we did. We were just in car guys. When we got in, got in uh, uh, late in high school, we were getting in the in the in the college. You know, we you know we got to a point in uh, in Polton had Polton half an hour and back in back in within the hour. Um, you just it's just what you did. And, and of course, cars, of course, cars back then in these were were a hell of a lot simple. There wasn't it wasn't electronics in them or anything else. Now you have a, a laptop up to, to tune your to tune your drive. Um, before it was before it was like yeah, got a screw got a screwdriver. Let's adjust this carb. Let's see if we can lean it. We rich we richen it up. What we got to do to get some better performance. Um, so I've seen seen it go from go from. Uh, where you had the basic backyard mechanic being able to do anything, to now you have, now you have to have uh, some sort of background background and understand uh, the uh, electronics in your car. And your car your car makes it go makes it go better. So, um, but yeah, we, yeah, I've had, had I've had basically basically sixteen sixteen, and uh, it's never gone away. And uh, when I went farming for a while while in the eighties. And that's so that's good. That's good uh, training ground too, because you look at a piece of equipment. It's like I can't. So you take so you measure you, you, you go build the damn thing, the damn thing off a weld off a welder and 
Oh, fab oh, fabrication on cars, right? Uh, it uh, it doesn't uh, worry me. You got to build, got a thing, thing, uh, you know, uh, or all something. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Take, uh, uh, fab it out, weld it, and uh, I think I think that's that's the thing. I think thing I think that we lack a lot uh, on some of the younger kids is it is they have the um, I'm not going to say it's going to say, it's, but I think, but I think it's the, uh, the ambition, ambition to take things apart and and put them back together. Put them back. Um, want to sit in front of the TV? You don't want to sit with a, a, game, a, a Game Boy in your hand. We used to we used to get to get out and take apart lawnmowers and take apart skidoos and and rebuild them. And uh, if you got into you got a car, you got an old for the winter time. Winter time, you built the whole the whole much as you had as you had on it to to get a safety. You know, it's unheard of now. A lot of a lot of these kids take a car, take a car, and uh, and, and, and so it it, it uh, passes a safety. They'll tell else, they else. We need to get back, get back into that. We need to get the kids back, buying old cars, cars, fixing them up, up, even just to drive around, um, and that'll eventually get them into racing and uh, and fabrication, fabrication, really build the really build the industry up. That's just uh, my. I, absolutely, man, and, and that makes me sad to see within my own generation. Um, I, I think now we're a generation where we don't fix things when they break, and that goes from cars to relationships, all kinds of things. Um, a lot of younger people are just so much quicker just to move on to the next thing instead of uh, just fixing what's broke. Yeah, or, or uh, it, throw it right? away, get something else. Uh, part 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 of it is, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm. I've come, I've come up through a couple of recessions when money when money's been tight and you look at something and you say well I got to fix that well in a book or you go talk or you go talk to somebody you learn how to fix it yourself uh, uh, gift kind of gets going and I'll tell you when you when you think thing it and I'm sure you when you get some get you 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 build it and you put it together and it runs the way it's supposed that that feeling is so great so great it's, it's it makes you feel so good about what you've done, um, and that's that's why I've always liked to to build things um, from scratch. Uh, that's why I'm getting into cars again, again building cars again because it's something that gives me pleasure and uh, it's something that uh, um, it takes you away from the other problems in the world. You get in your garage and start building something, you don't think about that, this, that, or other problems. It's like, how do I get how do I get that piece of metal to do what I want it to do, or you know, held this together, this together, and then, and then, then you got a functional tool, or, and uh, that's something I like to do. Like, so, so, hanging around, hanging around people at cars is just, this is just kind of an act. And I look at, I look at a lot of guys on the uh, pit lanes, and I maybe talk about their car, but I'm car, but I'm also looking to see what and some, of, and some of these, some of the stuff that they have fitted in and built in and built into these cars is fantastic. So. Oh yeah, just like. Oh yeah, it's, and just it's absolutely so much fun to them, to them, and it, it, everybody has got has got so much pride in their cars. It doesn't whether it's whether it's something they run sportsman or run super. You know, you know, you start talking cars, and everybody, and everybody, it, 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 it's just positive thinking because oh, I did this. That. Oh, I had a problem. Oh, I had a problem with that. Well, this is how I fixed that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. back to. 
the, the people that you have in the industry are all great, all great people. I, I mean, I think I, I think I, uh, three or four people that I that uh, uh, and I wouldn't like have another have another conversation. I've probably met probably met three, two or three hundred people. So so. Um, for sure, I, for sure, I, I, I've met. For sure, I, I, I've met very few bad apples doing this stuff, and um, like you said, most cars have a story. Most people are super proud of what they built, whether if they run twelve seconds in the quarter yeah. or if they run seven seconds. I mean, everybody loves to get out and have fun, and it's um, it, it's your pride and joy, right? I, I, I grew up super poor, and um, I mean, I, I'm happy with anything. I mean, I'm gonna have an S10 yeah. with the small block next year, and um. I don't care if I get beat by half the people, man. I'm going to be super proud to line up with anybody else, do a big smoky burnout and get my ass dragged if that's what happens. But it's still going to be fun. Um, the people are always good. And um, it's always nice. Racers always give you pointers oh. on how to pick up a few tents here. Maybe do this to work a little bit better. It's um, If it takes a look, takes a look at it and says, well, if you tweaked this or did that, did that, or or you adjust, you adjust to get a little bit better, a bit better time or the car will run. Um, these are guys you run against, run against, you know, or 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 you might run against at some point. Yeah, they're, they're helping you out. Help, but it all but it all goes both ways because then if you see something with you, go with you, go and it, it's not like it's not like oh he helped me out, I got to help him out. It's like what do you need? You know? And when everything all ends at the end of your life, who cares? You 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 get more help to somebody, somebody, or not enough to another guy, or somebody's helped you a lot. You had fun, made friends, and you and friends help you things help you through life, and you help your friends through life. That's what I've always looked at, and that's kind of in my model too. To look at to look at uh, when you're sponsoring, I, I I have guys that are guys that are in ship in ship uh, cars. I also in in sponsoring guys that are at the bottom end of things. And you look at somebody who needs somebody who needs, you give them a little bit of sponsorship. Sponsorship, you get a little you get a little bit of help, uh, uh, maybe financially. And next thing you know, these guys are are climbing the ladder. Somebody gave them a little bit of a, a bit of a help up. Um, again, again it's not me. It's me. Not, I mean, I mean, it's nice having somebody who, uh, like Nick Agostino, my 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 oil, or, or anybody that anybody is at the top is at the top. Of, but also, like also at the guys at the guys that are are out in uh, street stocks. On dirt track, uh, you know, that help out, help out, and uh, have, a, have, a, have a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, may not, they may not win. They may not even be in the Absolutely. top ten. They're, up, they're every weekend. They're weekend. They're having fun. And for sure, I bet those guys. That's still the whole. That's the whole thing, right? And so we own our car, in our cars, and that and that's the game. The game is to go up. If you take, if you take it too serious. You shouldn't be running a series. You series you in the big in the big money series. If you take us be serious, those guys, those guys in the big monies, those are players. Players. You watch some of the NH- NHRA. Guys. I mean, the money that goes in that goes in there. Those guys are some star guys. Star guys. So. Oh, absolutely. So. Oh, absolutely. Full blown race teams. Uh, giant sponsor deals. Tons and tons and tons of money to run those cars. So um. I think that's where we're at too right now. We ran the Ranger this year. We ran into some issues. We're going to do upgrades over winter time, but I think it's a lot of figuring out realistically where do we want to fit in in the drag racing scene because, as you said, as it starts to get more and more competitive, it 
to me at least I feel like it gets a little bit less fun you're stressing more money and more money you're you're leaning on the car possibly taking a chance of hurting it to run a tenth or two faster and um we just want to go out and have fun so so I think we might do like Ian Hill 650 index class um run our no prep obviously maybe check out some of Paul's stuff but I think that's important to figure out where you want to fit in because um drag racing obviously can become a very expensive sport very quick and it's all about there's a series for everybody this way the way I look the way I look at it it doesn't matter if you're just the Saturday afternoon or if you're going to if you're going to make this a a a petition petition car there's a series in camp uh, that you can and be with, with you know, that are at the same le- the same level, or the guys are moving up, moving up, and uh, but I think everybody has fun. I mean, I mean the pit lanes at all at all. There wasn't a bad, a bad, but anybody, anybody that I could ever ever. It was I running against, I running against so and so, and the next two guys are standing beside standing beside each somebody's car, having a good chat, a chat. They're teasing each other. They're having all sorts of fun, and then they get in the cars. Uh, business going down the going down the track. They get, for sure. It's like, it's like, yeah, I got I got you on the or you got or you got me. You know, you know. Let's do it sometime. Let's have some more. Let's have some more fun. Oh, they're back in the back. They're doing this. They're doing it again. They're having fun, and uh, it, it's a, a, it's just a great just a for great sure. way of life. Really, that's the way I look. The way I look at it. So. Definitely. All right, Rich. So we've had you on the podcast for about an hour here. One thing we like to do before we close this out is we like to do sure. five closing questions for our guest. <clears throat> All right. So first question that I'm going to hit you with is oh, I love shift it. or auto? I, I, I grew up on a stick. Um, I, I don't, I, a lot of people oh, yeah, for uh, sure. would think maybe uh, you know, a lot easier, easier, automatic, automatic. But uh, unless you're in Toronto traffic, a stick is lots of fun. Unless you're building the car nowadays, not unless you're building the car nowadays, it's hard to kill. Oh, for stick, sure. So. Anyways, but yeah, um, I I I'll, I learned a stick on a track. On a track. That's all. I, that's all I learned how to drive stick. Uh, my, my grandfather had father him up by by up by mm-hmm. Prince Edward County, and uh, I learned driving tractors. That's that was the first vehicle I started started running when I was like uh, like uh, 11, 11 and twelve. Uh, so you learn, yeah. you learn how to, you learn how to, you learn how to lift on a stick okay, that, yeah. way, that way, get into a truck or a car or your first, your first uh, stick. It's not a problem. So for sure. So on to the second question. For sure. Um, All right. So on to the second question here. Um, nitrous or turbo, if you had to pick huh. one power adder. Well, I'd go turbo, turbo. I look at uh, stuff that has stuff that has to be done. On at least. From a I'm, hey, I'm just a I'm just a rookie. I'm just a I think it I think it turbo might be easier, but uh, um, I don't know I don't know. They all got stations, stations, right? Uh, For, sure, you, no, I, For sure, no. I I agree though. I think turbo is probably more efficient. You get more passes out of a motor. Um, nitrous sometimes well, things I, go you, bang you, really you bad. So. Guys, kits have you got? Kits have you got? No, I got no, I got you know I got one. I got. It's like oh, you know, and then this, they're talking. They're talking about uh, jet orifices and things like that. I don't. Um, um, I, I, my plan away from both of them for the while and while and just run motor and uh, and, uh, and learn my learn my my crap speak speak uh, on the slower end of things before I start getting get uh, greater uh, speed. 
speed. But uh, I think it ended up being a, being a turbo just from watching some of the guys. Oh, for sure. No, for sure. And that, that thing's going to be fast enough on motor. If MGR had any part of that motor, it's it's going to dance. That guy does amazing work. He's like uh, the Greek Picasso of headboarding, well, man. He does amazing um, stuff. This is what he built for built for even. So, even. so that's more special. So, so you know, you know we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I'm looking to, uh, to uh, my, my first pass. We'll goes, goes. All right, what's the next question? All right, so on to the all right, so on to the next question. Oh, small tire small. or big tire? Um, I feel you. I, I like small tire, too. I like a driver's race and the mile per hour. that thing too, if you do, if you look at some stuff. of the no-prep stuff, you guys that uh, have strip, car, strip cars, well, you can't put on and have it on, have it on the, as easy anyways. And and uh, but I look at I look at I look at the the race there and the, there and the small tires seem to be the guys seem to be fun fun, and uh, I mean that's how I car is small tire small tire right so for sure no I agree with you on that one now this next one I don't know if we'll be conflicted on but bracket huh. racing or grudge racing. Like not necessarily you participating in it. Well, what do you like to see? Bracket racing or grudge racing? I think I think, bra- I think bracket racing um, is start. I think I think if you bring, if you you're gonna you're gonna develop your your quote unquote grudges, and then that's when you kind of develop into okay, let's get ahead here and ahead here, and that's better and yours better and yours. But but I think uh, it's it's nice to to, to bracket to bracket race. And you know, try to get your numbers, so to speak. Um, For sure. And I think that's a good point because we had a few bracket racers like uh, Rick Tovey yep. and his dad, Glenn Tovey. I'm sure you probably met those guys out, but. Um, Rick Tovey, that guy, bracket racer forever. He kicks everybody's ass on the tree. Um, he does. He rarely ever makes any mistakes. He's got a good system. And I think a lot of that comes from years of bracket racing, very consistent on the tree. Um, he does the same steps every time, and he doesn't make mistakes. I agree with you. I think a good bracket racer makes a terrific grudge racer. The, the reflexes, when the, arm, when the arm drops, it's no different than watching them. And, and uh, off you go. For sure, and especially when you bracket race a long time and you've been into a lot of those big races or went to the championships a few times. Um, Because it's a little bit different of an atmosphere. When it's a grudge race, um, there's some good money on the line. Obviously, it gets to some people's nerves and stuff like that. But when you started in the bracket scene and you're great on the tree and you've done it a million times, I think it's probably the best way to start a good drag race in this bracket. To earn respect from your peers. For sure. Yeah. If you're if you're a racket racer, racket racer For they're sure. going to take a little a little second look at you when you uh, want to get want to get into grudge racing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if you just if you just all of a sudden show up on on and do, start mm-hmm. doing grudge racing, who's this? Who's this? If you've been bracket racing, they say he's pretty damn good, pretty damn good. We better watch him. Um, sort of, yeah. Uh, but I mean, For everything's sure. every place and everything and everything. Every, it, it, you take the money out of it, me out of it. It's fun deal. If you want to add, if you want to add money to it, and you and you actually can win some money, um, that's a plus. That's a plus. 
the way I look at it, I think I'd be on. I think I'd be. I think I'd yep. be paying out a while, but while, but. Yeah, was, <laughs> I mean, I pay. I mean, I pull off and pull off and spoil maybe. Well, maybe I don't know. We'll see. All right, now. <laughs> All right, and on to the fifth and final question, and I think I already know your answer because we touched on this. I was going to ask Chevy right now, Dodge right now, Ford. I've got a Ram and I got a, a Camaro, but I sorry, I sorry, I, I one of them. Uh, to me, it's whatever fits what I'm doing. I'm doing. I like the Camaros. I like the the early Camaro, early Camaros. I like to I like to get a '67. Uh, actually, is before I I'm too old to drive. And and I don't, I don't. but I like I like the like the Camaro the Camaros for 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 racing. A lot of you know it's like in the in uh, like the Mustangs and the Fox and the Fox and that. And and they're nice and light. This is just a, a, a Camaro. Um, um, I get into trucks. They're all, they're all, they all got, they all got their, their, their uh, good points and bad points. I've driven Chevy GMs, GMs. Al, I had a, a Ford. I was test driving uh, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, um, I'm stuck with, I'm stuck with my Ram right now. I kind of like it where things go. Next truck could see again, see again. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it depends. It depends. Am I pulling a trailer or not, too? Right. So, so. For sure, and I think some of these brand guys get um, too diehard about it. Every car company's made great cars. They've made bad cars. Um, like you said, it's 2020 now. If you go pick up a new a new pickup truck, I mean, they all pull hard. They all work pretty good. I'm sure some of them have certain bugaboos about them, but um, for the most part, all the trucks are great. Um, cars, maybe your preferences. Like you said, you like Camaro, stuff like that. Um Having said that, you'd like, be, do, you'd be doing a Mustang down the road, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how, how, how things go. Things go. Uh, I may have lost some, yeah. have lost some friends there saying, "Oh hell, I'm a I'm a I'm a Dodge guy or whatever else." But uh, uh, I love it. Just it just <laughs> very, very, whatever you can uh, get on on put it out house put it out house race race it and just enjoy the sport. This is the whole the whole thing and uh, and. Uh, as, as as you're enjoying the sport, buy maximal oil from RM Racing, and your panels from RM Racing panels. That that helps that helps keeping this keeping the sport too. So, and I can I can turn around and sponsor people if I get uh, get people looking after me. So, so. No, absolutely, and uh, for all the listeners listening to, you really want to support people that support you. Like we said through this podcast. Rich is helping everybody with sponsorships from junior dragsters, snow prep, circle track, all kinds of shit. So when you think about buying your oil next time and you're reaching up to grab that royal purple that's way overpriced, give our man Rich a message, all right? Because um, we finally got through our royal purple and we're never going to use that again. The price that they want for it and the quality that Maxima has, like from when we pulled out our oil after running it for a while, like it, it looks great. It works great, performs awesome. Like Rich said, he's always here to help you. He's always going to make sure you get exactly what your car needs and great customer service. Thanks, you can ask saying, for a better guy that. to work with. Yeah, no problem, Rich. All right, Rich, I'm going to let you go here. It's been a great podcast. I really appreciate you coming on here. I probably got about <laughs> two hours of wrapping presents out of me. So um, 
I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to let you enjoy No problem, your night. John. Sorry, Thanks buddy. again for doing this with me, Rich. All right. Talk to you. Yeah. All right. Enjoy your night, Rich. All right, guys. And that does it for the podcast today. It's really good sitting down with Rich from RM Racing Lubricants and shooting the shit about racing. Um, great guy. He's got a great product. So check him out on Facebook. If you need any oil, give him a message. Um, on top of that, check out the Pro Street 519 page and our podcast page because we got some bangers coming your way. We're going to try and get Matt Rice on next from DNR Auto. Then we're looking at getting Chris Limpy Collins, founder of Cash Days down there in DFW. Then on top of that, we're looking at getting the one and only Chris Rankin from Team Northeast. Badass turbo car there. So I can't wait to talk to all of those guys. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, man. We'll be back with that fire again soon. Yeah, all right, we're signing off here. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and enjoy your night. <laughs>